0: Wolf and Luke. Who are you? Uh, Okay,
1: then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? (laughs) Witchbuster extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. He sounds pretty good. He sounds pretty articulate. Wolf and Luke. 98.7
0: FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, welcome into the show here on this Tuesday morning Wolf, this is what I've learned over the last 24 hours. Don't celebrate too much, or you'll get a taunting flag, and it'll change the course of a football game. it is
1: brutal, is it not? What's going on in the National Football League right now, the taunting? Uh, Listen, I I don't like it either. I I don't like when you see taunting, but you know what? When you see taunting, you know what it looks like, and... I don't know what taunting is anymore in the National Football League. They've done this before. There was a stretch a few years ago
0: where I didn't know what a catch looked like anymore. And I was pretty sure I knew what a catch was when I was like five years old. And then there was a stretch from like, I don't know what the exact years were, but let's say like five or six years ago where a catch wasn't a catch, but it was. And now we're going down that very subjective path with uh, with taunting. And look, I don't care about the Bears. And I'm not even going to say it cost them the game last night, but
1: it sure didn't help. No, of course not. There's no doubt about that. But once again, listen, if you're trying to embarrass your opponent, that is on you, too. It really is. That's on you right there. I've got no problem if you want to stand a second over a guy that you just knocked to the ground and he's wheezing, you don't listen. Okay, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. If you're going to stand over him, though, and you're going to you're gonna make all sorts of gestures to him while he's on the ground wheezing, now all of a sudden I've got a problem with that. Yeah. I do. I, I know what it looks like. I know what taunting looks like. You want to stand over a guy you just waylaid and drove into the ground right now and just kind of listen. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. That's part of sports. That is.
0: There is a line, and when you cross it, you either either the ref will call it if you like cross that egregious line, or that player will remember it. You're still going up against him for the rest <laughs> and, of the game. And,
1: and that's the great thing about it too. Is so much of the time, you know what it's like to be the guy on the ground. You know what it's like to be the guy wheezing on the ground. It's one of the reasons why the the players used to police themselves for the most part, and it never was an issue. Yeah. It was not an issue in the National Football League. It is becoming an issue now, taunting.
0: Yeah, by trying to get rid of it, they're making it an issue. Um, if you weren't watching that, though, you were probably watching the Suns last night, who once again, the third quarter Suns, if they could just bottle up what they're doing in the third quarter of these games. That's that. There you go. That's the key. Whatever they did in the fourth quarter last night, um, that is not the key. That was how you lose a twenty-four point lead to Sacramento. I thought we were going to have another Harrison Barnes uh, buzzer beater situation. This is Monty Williams after the game. Actually, you know what? Let's go with Devin Booker after the game.
1: I mean, you see what happened. Um, you know, they got some confidence and you know started making shots. We were turning the ball over, and you know they're back into it. You know, the crowd got involved, and you know they had the momentum you know, so, you know, you, 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 you can take your lessons and a win, but, you know, we have to learn how to just put teams away. You know, we've had multiple opportunities this year to step on teams and, and get the game over with and, you know, I failed to do so. So, That's a point of emphasis for us moving forward. Yeah, it is a point of emphasis right there. It really is. This is a great reminder, especially in professional sports. So much of the time, my brothers, I will tell you, at the collegiate level, the intensity is there naturally. It is. The intensity is going to be there. Now, do you have to focus it as a head coach? Do you have to, to harness it as a head coach? Heck yeah. There's no doubt about that. You've got to do that. At the professional level, every every man out on the floor, every man out on the ice, out on the diamond, out on the field, every man has got to get himself ready to play. Yeah. You, you, you do. You have to get yourself ready to play. But it's a great reminder, watching last night, of what talent looks like minus intensity. <laughs>
0: Well, you made a good point before the show. of it almost felt like the Suns kind of turned off the switch. I mean, they oh, they they, did. they outscored Sacramento. So, in a game that was, you know, pretty close at, at halftime, uh they it was, it was 67 to 64, I believe at halftime, and the Suns were up. Yes. They went out there and it looked like they had put the game away with a 31 to 12 third quarter. But you made the point you made before the show was once you kind of turn that switch off, good luck turning it back on in the middle of a game and i don't think they ever did
1: no no they didn't they could not find it they could not find it and it was the starters had hit the off button and they weren't ready emotionally to come back into that game and you could just see it emotionally they were not ready to come back into that game they had hit the off button we're done they had a 24 point lead and you know what um when the bench went out there and tried to close the game out things <laughs> didn't go so well yeah <laughs> did not go very out. well right there and suddenly they went back in with just under 5 minutes to go in this game i believe it was just under 5 451 four or mm-hmm. somewhere at that they came back into the game and anybody that watched that game last night you could just see it man they were done they still won the game
0: 109-104 but i think anybody that was watching would agree if that game went about two more minutes they probably lose that game to sacramento and then that's the second time you've lost to sacramento this season now it's a what if and they won so um, at the end of of all of it you've won 5 in a row you're 6 and 3 there are signs that you're getting this on on track but uh, i mean to your point By the time the starters came back in, Sacramento was rolling, and the starters seemed stunned. How often do you see Devin Booker miss two free throws with a chance to put a game away?
1: You know what I loved about it as well? It was a great example. It was a great example of what momentum can do, what momentum can do in a game. When the crowd started to get into it right there, and suddenly Sacramento could not be stopped, and the Suns could not score a basket. I'm talking about the when the starters were in their last five minutes, they could not score a basket, Luke. No, I mean, I know, I know I literally like they this is did, ridiculous. but it was it was like you've got to be kidding me. This is one of the best offenses in the NBA, and they cannot even get a a good shot on a possession. It was unbelievable watching it right there. But again, momentum is real. You, as a human being, you can feel it. Football, it's so real. It's It's as real as the counter I'm banging on right now. It is so tangible. You can feel it in a game when it starts to change. That's why a player making a great play, one guy making a great play, can totally change a game. And that's what the Suns were lacking last night. There wasn't a guy that could seem to possess the ball, score the ball, and score a basket.
0: We even had at one point, when things were going well last night, Frank Kaminsky makes some sort of ridiculous move inside and finish it with a basket where you're like, wait a minute, <laughs> that was Frank Kaminsky? Who was that? Like Just ridiculousness. It seemed like everything was going perfectly for the Suns, and then it all fell apart uh the only guy i guess that you could say really did step in at the end and make a play was chris paul hit those free throws and he had the look of a guy that was like i shouldn't even be here i thought we were done you know what i mean and it's not like he was you know he he wasn't a solution to the problem when he came back in either until the very end he he did at least hit those two free throws to give him 109 (laughs) points so sacramento couldn't (laughs) tie the game
1: did you honestly did you see d book up there up at the line yeah Eight seconds to go. Yes. Two. I, when does that ever Missed happen? both of the free throws. You could just, man, again, uh, this is not a criticism of Devin Booker whatsoever. It is a reminder of what that intensity switch does and what it looks like when great talent suddenly has flipped that off. Here's uh,
0: Booker after the game on the free
1: throws. I mean, I honestly get over it pretty quick. Um, but you're right. You know, I, I do make those, and... You know, it's something I'll give, my heart, give myself a hard time about probably until next game when I'll be in that opportunity again and knock him down.
0: So a career 87% free throw shooter. You don't expect that guy to miss two free throws. Because at that point it was like, all right, this has gotten silly, but Booker's going to the free throw right, line. Right, exactly. Just hit one of these, book, yeah he'll hit two, he always hits his free throws, and then he misses both. And you are like, okay, wait a minute. Are we trying to recreate what happened the first time you played the Sacramento when they had the chance to win on the last shot and they won with the last shot? But, uh, but the Suns ultimately once do get again. It done. What
1: a beautiful visual for every player or fan that thinks talent alone is what it takes to win games, because it isn't. It's it's talent and toughness, talent and intensity, talent and tenacity. You need it. You need both, or you are not going to win. That Sacramento team's not bad either. I wouldn't say they're good,
0: but they, they're they like kind of right around league average, but with the potential on any given night to have like an outstanding game or just a horrible game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they they at least, more so than in years past, they do have some pieces. So the Sun's off today. They will host uh, Portland tomorrow. Coming up, after what we saw from Colt McCoy in Week 9, do we even want to see Kyler Murray in Week 10? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM. Arizona Sports Station. This is Kyler Murray, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. He's hot today, Chase.
1: The thing's coming out clean today.
0: I don't know what he did this offseason, but you know the ball's coming out
1: with a lot more zip on it. I've always said I think we're just scratching the surface with what he can do as far as dynamic as a runner, tremendous thrower. He's a human highlight reel, man. The way the ball comes out of his hand and how he spins it, man, it's unbelievable. You're seeing super next-level stuff where
0: he's spinning certain balls and certain crosses right into these tight windows that you wouldn't think is possible. Why are you walking? Why are you walking? Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. All right, Wolf, this uh, this conversation is going to test the limits of how much you want to see the Cardinals get respect versus how much you want to, and I'm not saying you, I'm just saying in general, no, you want to see them get respect as opposed to potentially making a deeper playoff run. Uh, Kyler Murray right now is third in MVP odds, I think, and he's behind Josh Allen, who. I think he's outplayed at this point. I mean, the Bills do have three losses, right? I haven't imagined that. Yes. They just lost to Jacksonville. They have three. They scored six points against Jacksonville. But
1: it's kind of like, look at Josh Allen. What are you talking about? Look at this stud. How big is Josh Allen? Well, he's a great I mean, quarterback. Oh, I just don't know that fan. he's the MVP right He now. looks fantastic. Forget about the loss. See, I listen, this is everything that comes together in regard to the MVP and voting for an MVP. It's not always accurate. Let me just say that.
0: If what you were about to say—that logic that you were about to use—mockingly—is—is is what bothers me about college football. Of well, sure, Alabama has a loss, but they—they they look better than the other teams. Okay, so then why are we playing? <laughs> let's just let's line everybody up and see which team looks the best. Anyway, Kyler Murray right now is third in MVP odds behind Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Uh, I'm sure part of the reason he has taken a hit is because he missed a game, and so that brings us to this conversation, Wolf. I mean, if he misses another game, you're probably at a certain point saying that's it for MVP because there's a lot of great players that don't win MVP. Only one's going to win MVP. And the Cardinals seem a little starved for uh, for good national attention for some reason still. But um, at the end of the uh, the whole conversation, Wolf, I kind of
1: would be cool if Colt McCoy played again this week. Why I really do you would. say that? Why do you say that, though, Luke? What, what are the reasons you would like to see? for Colt McCoy going back out onto the field?
0: There's a few. Uh, the fact that we have extended to a 17-game season. Mm. The fact that the Cardinals have their sights set on a season that could be upwards of 20 to 21 games, potentially, if they go as far as right now they should be favored to go. Uh, the fact that you have a very interesting opportunity in the middle of this season that, that was that came out of something bad but could actually be a good thing. Uh, would I like to see Kyler Murray healthy and playing this weekend? 100% healthy? Yeah, for sure. But he's not 100% healthy right now. He was getting banged up going into that Green Bay game, and he got banged up in that game. If he were to not play again this week, because you won last week, this is all contingent on you beat the Forty ers Yeah. Well, if he would play one game in thirty seven days in the middle of this season, no way.
1: Wait yes. a minute. No, no. You. How's that possible, Luke? What are you talking about? He play. He would if he missed this game coming up. Yes. He would play one game in a span of thirty seven days.
0: Right in the middle of the season. <laughs> when the team is still winning i mean there's a lot of there's a lot of things to add on to this again if they had lost to san francisco kyler you got to get back out there because you can't lose too much ground in this division if kyler were healthy fully 100 percent, kyler get back out there but if you're looking now and you're saying okay you played green bay on october 28th that's where he got rolled up on right you had san francisco a game he missed yes Remember, that Green Bay game was a Thursday-nighter. You've got Carolina coming up, Seattle, and then a bye week. So from October 29th to December 4th, which is the day before the Bears game, that's a 37-day stretch. At most, he's only going to play two
1: games. Oh, my goodness. that is Boy, that is big right there, and it makes me think immediately. Kyler, can I talk to you for a minute, please? (laughs) Can I just come over here? Yeah, right here. Uh, Sit down. We're going to go ahead, we're going to sit you down because we think this is going to be exactly what you need in this long season. I, I Listen, uh, Colt McCoy times two, yeah, put me down as a I'm all in on that one right there. It, it feels so weird to even say it.
0: I hate load management in the NBA. I hate it with a passion. And again, if Kyler were healthy, 100%, run him out there for sure. Yes, yes. But because he isn't, and let's be honest, because you're playing Carolina, who looks pretty shaky right now, um, I think you at least, I'm not saying you definitively have to do that, but you have to have that conversation, and I'm sure they are, because again, Colt McCoy stepped in and did what you want your backup quarterback to do, and then some, he's 22 of 26 and a win.
1: Yeah, you know, just watching Kyler move around on this sideline right there, he, he was not 100%. He was nowhere close to being 100%. And you're not going to play Kyler Murray unless he's 100%. You're, you're just not going to do it for this game. Why would you rush Kyler Murray back for this game? You're playing a Carolina team that has lost five of their last six games. You're playing at home. The Red Sea, I'm sure, should be a Category 5 tumult. Uh, I think it's going to be, this is going to be a game where you're going to see a ton of red. Uh, you're 8-1 and right now. You just beat a division rival with your backup quarterback. Why would you rush Kyler Murray back in? You wouldn't. There's no reason to do it. Um, this is one of those games where you feel really, really good. Now, I will tell you, Basin Onions, right now, the Carolina Panthers and their defense, they've got a good defense. It's the one thing the Carolina Panthers have. It, it's, so, it's so funny because Matt Rule, of course, was an offensive genius. That's what he was all about. And the offense is what is struggling, and the defense is absolutely on fire.
0: Yeah. And to be clear, it's not like this is a free win. I mean, they they are falling apart. You've got Robbie Anderson arguing with Sam Darnold on the sidelines. They did just get Christian McCaffrey back, and it's not like they are 0-9. They are 4-5, and but as you said, they started the season 3-0. and So do the math. They've lost five of their last six. They haven't looked good lately. To me, they're not as good as San Francisco, a team the Cardinals just beat without Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, and A.J. Green. So this is not like a path I want to go down like, oh, if they win this week, then, you know, sit him against Seattle, too. No, it's, it's not that. No. But even if he doesn't play this week and he comes back and he's good to go the rest of the season, well, if he's still going to have played 15 games going into the playoffs, it's not like your quarterback's going to get rusty. What I think it is, and, you know, look, there's no guarantees. But if this Cardinals team makes that run and they get to the Super Bowl or they win the Super Bowl, I do think we're going to look back on this stretch right here in the middle of the season from that Packers game to the Mm -hmm. bye week and say, you know, last year we saw Kyler get banged up and the team drop off. This year, in the middle of the season, he got some time off. They kept winning. Then they hit the bye week
1: and came out swinging for the stretch run. Yeah, you know, honestly, uh, listen, Phil Snow has done a great job for the Carolina Panthers. It's their defense that really has kept them in an awful lot of games their offense is a complete debacle falling apart with Sam Darnold of course before our very eyes and I mean that quite literally when you watch him play they they lead the league in penalties the Carolina Panthers okay they also will give the ball to you you put those two things together right there penalties and turnovers And they're beating themselves, and it's their offense that is beating them over and over and over again. You mentioned Robbie Anderson and the mutiny on the bounty, as we like to call it. The mutiny that was happening on the sideline, where you had Robbie Anderson walk by and say something directly to Sam Darnold, and he said it very loudly, shall we say. Um, I think he was yelling. I think you could say he was yelling. And he was yelling at Sam Darnold and Sam Darnold looked at him pulled his put his hat on and turned, turned away. away yeah did not say anything back to him um yeah that's bad it's uh yeah it wasn't the most comfortable scene
0: on the sidelines but if you are a cardinals fan you love it cuz it's it looks like it's the perfect time to play the Carolina Panthers, uh, Colt McCoy on with us yesterday, and we asked him how much of the Cardinals' offense changed with him stepping in. I mean, I, I think I ran enough to keep him honest. <laughs>
2: um, but
0: again, I think it just it just goes back to execution and 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 doing the little things right. And you know, it was big for me to you know not take sacks and get the ball out and um, not turn the ball over. You know, and generally, when you do those things, you, you put yourself in a position to win. And you know, for us, I, offensively, I think we just made big plays in, at the right times. You know, when they tried to pressure us and heat us up, we hit a screen for a touchdown, which was huge. And you know, we stayed on the field and converted some third downs that uh, that you know ate up the clock and, and uh, helped our defense out. And I just it was a total team effort. The defense played played well again. Um, our run game was was efficient. You know Carolina does have, though, the number two uh, sack man in the NFC right now. And Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick.
1: Yeah. Hassan, I love it, man. Good for Hassan. What a great dude. How
0: about that? Number two to Marcus Golden, who leads the NFC. Inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we lost, we lost Hassan
1: Reddick, but we added Marcus Golden, yeah, so we're good. That is that is big time right there. I'm so happy for Hassan, though. What a, what a dude. What a young man. Yeah. He does.
0: If you haven't really been paying attention to him, once he left, he seems like he has found. His, uh, his groove in the NFL, eight and a half sacks in uh, in nine games, so the Cardinals will have to deal with him, uh, certainly on Sunday, regardless of who's playing quarterback Alright, text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now Coming up, how should Cliff Kingsbury feel about his coach of the year odds? The Wide World of Words is next on the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station
1: 98.7 FM Arizona's Sports Station Perhaps we can dispense with the fun and games now, yes? The Wide World of Words That's a made up word I know that's not a word, but it sounds so good to say It's
0: time to fill in the blank With Wolf and Luke
1: What's in a word? Evidently a lot
0: Alright, new segment on the show I already have production, I didn't even expect that So here's how this is going to work Wolf, it's a lot of W's This is how the Wide wide World of Words Works, Wolf, you ready? Boy, that's wrong. Yeah, that's difficult. Aaron's gonna throw out a sentence with a word missing. We're gonna fill it in. Okay. We call that alliteration. <laughs> by it's, young That's A lot of alliteration. So fill it in with whatever you want. All right. So Aaron's gonna read the the, the sentence. I'm gonna go first, first time, and uh, just to show you how it's done. Obviously. Okay, cool. and here we go.
1: All right? <laughs> okay. Cool. All right.
2: So guys, currently Cliff Kingsbury is tied with Chargers coach Brandon Staley for the. For the best coach of the year odds, although NFL.com thinks it should be Tennessee's Mike Vrabel. In order to win NFL coach of the year, Cliff Kingsbury will have to...
0: Win
1: 14 games. <laughs> Seriously, I think he'll have to win 14 games. Um, You know, honestly, I'm not going to say 14 games. Um, he's going to have to win the NFC West. And if He's going to win the NFC West. He's probably going to have to win at least 12 games. I think Cliff Kingsbury wins Coach of the Year if he wins the NFC West. Really?
0: Wait, so, okay, so even if the Cardinals don't have the best record in the NFL, you think. Cause it feels like to me they'll find whoever whatever coach is closest if the cardinals have the best record or just whoever has the best record and give it to them over him
1: yeah i honestly once again it's just my own belief right now based on how the arizona cardinals are playing offensively yeah the the flash of the arizona cardinals and their offense how they're playing with that defense as well and if they win the nfc west again it's going to be probably 13 games somewhere in there 12 13 games Yeah, I could easily see him winning Coach of the Year when you juxtapose what they did last year. And that also is part of the equation here for Coach of the Year.
0: I like this. This is good, like, thinking music, too. Where did you find thinking music? Anyway, Aaron, all right, go ahead.
2: Marcus Golden told reporters after the game on Sunday that the Cardinals' defense expected to stop the run and be nasty. The Cardinals' defense is blank in 2021.
1: Underrated. Completely underrated. This is a defense that, once again, is elite when it comes to their scoring defense. And I don't know if there's a bigger metric you could point to and say, man, that is a good unit right there. That is a good offense. That is a good defense. (laughs) Look at their scoring and look at their points allowed. Are you kidding me? The Arizona Cardinals defense is underrated. Nobody talks about it.
0: I should point out, too, in the wide world of words, there are no definitively correct answers, except I think that was one on just the second question we've ever asked. Underrated is the right answer, but you took it. So I'm going to go with game changing because we have seen a number of strip sacks or just game altering plays or interceptions or just fourth down stops that this team has made this season on defense. So uh, I don't disagree with underrated. I, in a lot of ways, I think it's the driving force for this team on some weeks, but I'll go with game-changing.
2: So ESPN's Manning Cast broadcast of Monday Night Football has one bad growing addition. Do you know what that is, Wolf? I do not. Okay, well, active NFL players to join the show have gone on to lose their next game every single time. Josh <laughs> Allen being the latest following Buffalo's loss to the Jaguars in Week 9, others to lose following their appearance on the Manning cast Travis Kelsey Russell Wilson Rob Gronkowski Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady wow wow
0: I did not know all that
2: the Manning curse is
0: (laughs) real it sounds like it's real you didn't just read off a bunch of like Detroit Lions players you read off Brady and Kelsey and Gronk and I mean those are pretty good players on pretty good teams Maybe not Kelsey's not on a good team anymore. I don't know. But Brady and Gronk are. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll jump on board, and I'll say even just a few weeks into this, I'll say it's real.
1: Yeah, you know what? Honestly, I don't believe in curses whatsoever, even though the Madden thing was, <laughs> it kind of seemed that way, didn't it? It was for like, like 15 no years. It did seem that way. What?
2: Wolf would rather Kyler Murray blank than join the Manning cast <laughs> on Monday Night Football.
0: Take all the snaps out of Shotgun.
1: Um. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Well, I don't want him to join the Manning. Well, yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, go join the Manning cast oh, just to boy. prove that that's a joke. No, uh, we can There's send somebody else. No curse on the Manning cast, of course. So yeah, you know what? I- I'd rather Kyler Murray played against the Carolina Panthers. As a matter of fact, so he could go on the Manning cast. Maybe before the bye week, he could do it.
2: Cameron Payne scored a career high twenty-four points last night, and the Suns went over the Kings. Campaign listened to blank to get him ready to go.
1: <laughs> You're first here, man. You know, I while well, I'm thinking about it right now, he listened to blank. Uh, <laughs> um,
2: That's nobody.
1: He listened to nobody. He just went out and started playing up to the skills that he's capable of playing. Up to his talent level? Uh, Yeah. Campaign, listened to nobody. Really? Just went out and started bawling out.
0: Uh, I'm going to say he listened to whatever song. Well, he either listened to 24 by Kanye West, or he listened to whatever song he's uh,
1: hearing in his head when he's dancing. Okay, you're saying song is what he... Well, that's how I took the question.
2: It's up... To your interpretation. Okay,
1: I see. Yeah, that was interesting. You blocked right out the
2: outside noise while I, Luke I, had the noise in I his head. I did, headphones. as a
1: matter of fact. The right noise there, is here. He listened to nothing. He went out. He was a pro, and he did his job. Oh, That's a very like professional answer to that question.
2: Pro Football Focus put together an all NFL team based entirely on Week Nine. No Cardinals made the team. <laughs>
1: So the air trucked, they totally trucked a division foe, a team that was actually picked to go to the Super Bowl by many experts. And oh, they did it in their stadium, by the way. And yet, oh my, okay, go ahead.
2: Yeah. Well, pro football focus does not want the Cardinals involved. Oh my goodness. So the Arizona Cardinals should feel blank about pro football focus. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Let's
0: see. What would be the best word? ambivalent towards at this point. I mean, they did their mid-season all NFL first and second team. Not a single cardinal was on it. And then they just did a week 9 team where correct me if I'm wrong, Wolf, but didn't Marcus Golden just have three sacks and James Conner had three touchdowns? Yeah. And neither one of them could even make the weekly team for Pro
1: Football Focus. <laughs> it's just it's totally incredible what is going on right now. The Arizona Cardinals should feel disrespected by Pro Football Focus. And it's not just this one point. It is multiple points throughout the last two or three years, Um, especially this year. Based on what they're doing this year, it is incredible to see the way pro football focus continues to ignore what the Arizona Cardinals are doing. Disrespected.
2: And our last one, Bears linebacker Cassius Marsh was flagged for a questionable taunting penalty that had a major impact on the Bears' loss to the Steelers. The NFL's increased flagging of taunting is...
1: Bullcrud. (laughs) That's <laughs> not what I thought you were about to say I right now. I mean, a bull flop right now. It's just it's something that should not be what is going on. By the way, the guy who threw the flag, did you see him hip check, Marsh? Yeah, what was that? I, I Honestly. I've watched it like eight times. What are you doing? Cassius
0: Marsh is a little bit bigger than that referee,
1: too. Um, I Listen, the NFL has got to get on top of this right now because it's going to cost somebody a game. And it's going to be a game that really mattered. I'm talking about a game that would have got a team into the playoffs or not got them into the playoffs, if you know what I'm talking about, or, heaven forbid, in a playoff game. Something like that actually happens. They got to get on top of this.
0: I've got uh, my answer is counterproductive, because if they were trying to get rid of taunting, all we're talking about now is taunting, because they have gone too far the other way, and they've put these... I mean, I don't know what that ref was doing last night, but they've put these guys in a tough spot where it's like, what do you think that guy was thinking when he did this? That's how we're going to decide these games. So I'm assuming their intentions were good. I don't really know what their intentions were, but uh, but whatever. It's The rule has been counterproductive. All right, that was uh, the wide, word, uh, wide world of words. <laughs> it's really just going to be me trying to say the name of it every, every week. Yeah, it's going to be outstanding. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you for that. Uh, coming up. We were all wondering how the Cardinals would respond to their first loss of the season. So, did they pass the test? It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.
1: Hi, this is Marcus Golden, and you're listening to 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Sets up, gets hit by Golden, the ball is coughed up, Golden picks it up. You can hear him chirping the entire practice, and if he sees somebody that's not bringing the same intensity to a drill, he'll let him know. Playing with a bunch of dogs, man, a bunch of tough guys that just love football. I'm looking forward to bringing that dog mentality back. Guys flying around, making plays. His nickname is Junk. It's Junk Hurt Dog, I guess. Woo! Marcus Golden is back! Good.
0: Wolf and Luke talk Cardinals now. Yeah, important to note as we talk about the impressive season Hassan Reddick has had for the Carolina Panthers, who of course the Cardinals are going to see on Sunday. Marcus Golden's season in terms of sacks has been more impressive still. Um, but before we get back into the, uh, what the Cardinals have coming up, how about how they responded to? On Sunday, Wolf to not only you know injuries, uh, but, but their first loss of the season. I can remember all the way back in Week One when they beat Tennessee, and then they kind of started to, to string this together, and they were two and zero, and they were three and zero, and you beat the Rams, and you're four and zero. All along, you were like, okay, but how how now does this team respond to yeah. Some adversity? Yeah, and the Green Bay loss was adversity, and it was a brutal way to lose a game too. And they responded the very next game.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. This was a big question, and it was a big question not only locally here, but I would say nationally as well. How would the Arizona Cardinals play after they lost a game? How would they look? Um, Wonder no more, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have to, but because they, their first loss was actually on a Thursday night, it gave the pundits out there even more time to sit around and talk about how the Arizona Cardinals would recover. They need to win this game. I'll never forget. The Cardinals, here they are, 7-1, Luke. They need to win this game. Must right? win. Um, What do you mean? To prove it to you, Mr. Tough Guy? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> to prove it to you? You, your standards are so high, you're going to watch the Arizona Cardinals play football and just drub the Los Angeles Rams, and yet they need to win this game. It's just ridiculous.
0: Stop it. Still wasn't good enough for
1: Pro Football Focus. It was not. It still was not good. How were they going to play after a loss? Everyone acted like, oh my goodness. The Arizona Cardinals, right now, after they lose a game, you watch. They're going to burst into a million pieces, <laughs> they're going to fall apart. It was, it's all going to be a charade. Remember? I mean, this is what...
0: I, I remember here, I don't remember who it was, but they said basically they have to win this game for their confidence. <laughs> and when you put it that way, Wolf, well, it's impressive they even showed up to Levi's Stadium Exactly for their right.
1: Game. Their confidence right there. How would they play after a loss? Wonder no more. They came out and they handled their business. Their backs were to the wall and they came out of that tunnel swinging. I, listen, I... I love the physicality they brought to the field. I really did. I think the San Francisco 49ers made a big mistake myself. I think they made a big mistake by not trying to line up and run the ball in a north-south fashion. I
0: completely agree with that, by the way. 11 carries in a game that, yes, the Cardinals but it was even jumped early. on them. Yeah, it was, but even it was yeah, early, they could have kept running.
1: Yes, and they did not do it. I, I do not understand why they did not do that, but for whatever reason, Kyle Shanahan... You know, it's maybe it's one of the reasons why they're under 500. <laughs> it might During be Kyle Shanahan's tenure. They listen. The Cardinals faced the the adversity, and they stared that adversity down, and they crushed it. And right now, they're getting ready to play a team nine and one looks really, really good. And I can say that because I know the guys inside that locker room. They don't care. They don't care what they hear. They don't care about the outside noise. They don't care about the pundits. This is really about them. That's all they care about. They don't care what if somebody's disrespecting them outside nationally. They don't care. It's not like they're walking around talking about it, which I find that rare. I'm surprised by that. I thought they would be inside. They're they're like no man. Doesn't this matter. It doesn't matter
0: they and I'm not saying that they're like the only team in the league to do this but I do think you have to have this quality if you really do want to make a deep playoff run in any sport especially in football though when you have so many guys on the roster compared to like basketball compared to any of the other sports to have a 53-man roster where it feels like for the most part they're all on the same page of what you just said okay you can go ahead and disrespect us. we're not even going to give it the attention of like that fired us up for this game right we don't care we're collectively on one mission to go out there and get this and There's a lot of new pieces on this team this year. There's a new guy playing a big role that wasn't on this team a a month ago in Zach Ertz. Yeah. And he just slides right in like, yeah, actually, I like this. I kind of saw this in Philadelphia a few years ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl.
1: This is why I really do believe the Arizona Cardinals are a special team. This is a great football team. And it's great because of the locker room. It's great because of all the dogs they have inside that locker room. It's great because of the leadership they have inside that locker room. Um, and now they're getting ready to play a team where it is disintegrating, that leadership inside that locker room. I will promise you, based on what I saw, based on what I know, you've got an offense that is falling apart for the Carolina Panthers, just absolutely crumbling. You've got a quarterback right now that is not the answer in Sam Darnold. He is not. He's 17-30 and 30 in his career. He's also, he's thrown, what, 52 touchdowns to 50 interceptions. That is a large enough sample size right now where you're going to say, basically, Sam Darnold is a backup quarterback. That's what he is.
0: Uh, Look, this seems ridiculous to say, but if you're just saying for this week coming up, okay, so I want to make sure I frame this the right way. This game coming up, would you rather have Colt McCoy or Sam Darnold playing quarterback for you?
1: I would yeah. I don't even have to think about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. The Panthers are really really bad.
0: He he's coming in off a game where he was 16 of 33 for 172 yards and three interceptions no touchdowns a 26.3 rating you mentioned earlier Robbie Anderson and him don't seem to be on the same page even on the sidelines yes for this week only I would much rather have Colt McCoy than Sam
1: Darnold if those are my choices yeah no doubt about it listen the, the Carolina Panthers they beat themselves they're very undisciplined they're number one tied with Houston actually for penalties 65 penalties they give you the ball. They have 15 giveaways. As a matter of fact, only three teams in the league actually give the ball away more, Luke, than the Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Three. Sam Darnold is a turnover machine. Penalties and turnovers are drive killers, to say the least. They've they had what they've got one touchdown in their last thirty-six possessions offensively. Stop and think about that, Luke. That's terrible.
0: That's like uh, Colorado Buffaloes—the <laughs> oh, streak they had baby. in the Pac-12 this year. Man, things are wow.
1: Things are getting real bad, and it's one of the reasons why you're seeing mutiny on the bounty or mutiny on the sidelines, as we like to say. Well, and even with McCaffrey, who came back last
0: week and has had maybe more injury issues than anybody in the NFL over the last two years, they talked about how they wanted to have him limited in his first game back, right? He was their leading rusher and receiver. And it's not like he had an amazing game. He finished even as, you know, it's, it's a good game, uh, combined 106 total yards. But if that's the guy that you're working back in, you're like, okay, hold on, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to run Christian McCaffrey into the ground. We're trying to preserve him this season, yeah. at least in his first game back. And he immediately has to be your number one rusher, which you would expect, a number one receiver, too. And you're still not scoring.
1: Sure. Yeah, Carolina's got some issues right now. Yeah, the biggest issue is their offensive line as well. You look at their offensive line, they have been a disaster for the most part. They started very, very well, and then all of a sudden some injuries set in. The offensive line is a complete mess right now. And now they just actually lost their starting center Mm -hmm. for the year. That's not going to help at all. And it's one of the things that really has um, me thinking that Maybe Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers might want to sit down Christian McCaffrey. Oh boy, you've got something. You've got oh my hamstring, whatever it might be. <laughs> That's already um, happened a lot in the boy, last year and a half. Sit down, I, I know. But man, trying to run him behind that offensive line, you've you've lost five of your last six games and played horrifically. At some point in time, you might want to protect. Your best players. Remember too, this is the
0: Carolina team that went kind of all in and traded for C.J. Henderson and Stephon Gilmore in the first few weeks of the season. Remember, every time there was like, "Oh, there's kind of a big name corner that might be available," Carolina was like, well, "We're three and zero. We'll take them." And I don't. I'm not going to second guess that sort of mentality. I like the. I like the aggressive uh, nature, but it's not paying off. You can also look up and down their roster and play a game of like, "Oh, that's where this guy is now." Like Amir yeah, Abdullah, right. and Willie Sneed. Yep. So. Not a gimme. I mean, again, they're right around 500, but a team the Cardinals should certainly be able to beat regardless of who plays quarterback. All right, coming up, are the Suns bored with the success they had last season and as it's seeping over into the games early on this season? That's next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station.